0: What's up, Gravel Family? I'm Sophia. And I'm Jason. And this is the Gravel Family Podcast. The Gravel Family Podcast is an encouraging space to motivate more people to get on their bikes and enjoy gravel.
1: We're going to share a variety of stories from hometown pirates to the top tier pros. We're also going to share training tips and insights on gravel worlds and other events, as well as answer your questions that arise through your training season.
0: We are so excited you're here. Welcome to the Gravel Family.
1: What's up, Gravel family? I'm Sophia. I'm Jason.
0: And that was a little bit in reverse, but we just wanted to announce that <laughs> registration is open for both Winter Endurance and Garmin Gravel Worlds. So That's right. head over to gravel-worlds.com and get signed up.
1: Get signed up. The first thousand people that sign up total between the Winter Endurance and Gravel Worlds, we have thousands of dollars worth of garmin products we're going to raffle off do So you get
0: a double entry if you sign up for both winter do. endurance if and you, gravel world if you sign up Ooh. for both
1: you get two chances to win so get signed up uh gravel has links for winter endurance which is on february 17th and garmin gravel worlds 2024 uh, which is august 23rd and 24th get signed up we want you here greatest gravel family reunion this side of the mississippi
0: let's do the dang thing
1: all right. What's up, Gravel family? I'm Jason. And I'm Sophia. And we got another fun one. This is like a like a friend podcast first. Yeah. Like, we're friends, and then, like, they happen to be in Gravel, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but, like, I'm also excited to get to know them more, because, like, we've spent... I feel like we've spent a lot of time together with them, but, like... <laughs> We don't know them. Right. So we're going to get to know them. This will be
0: a, a good one. Yeah. And it's it's ending our uh, marathon of five interviews today. Yep. So.
1: so we're halfway done with our weekend. So we did five today. We got four tomorrow. So, yeah, w- this is a good way to end the day. And, hey, if it goes over, we we got nobody behind us. Right. So we could go over time. Right. So this is going to be our first four-hour podcast. <laughs>
0: It <laughs> seems so like, please, no, I got stuff please to do go. for the rest of the day.
1: Okay, without further ado, uh, we have the founder of Pure Gravel, uh, we are, uh, the founder of Lyft Creative Studios, and he's also a board member of the Gravel Cycling Hall of Fame. Welcome to the podcast, Steve Driscoll. Hello, y'all.
2: How you doing? I, I can say that now. Um, I'm a new resident of Georgia, so Ooh, a Californian... That's right, you're- Born and raised uh, California all my life, but now I reside in Georgia.
0: So, so y'all is just very normal down there.
2: That's,
1: that's you, great. Are you, so I've got you a... are, Do you have the IV bag of sweet tea yet? Are you like you addicted <laughs> yet or I or just
0: peaches?
2: Yeah, no so currently I'm at a 50/50 so it's uh, okay. sweet <laughs> half sweet tea. I'm, I'm, I'm backing into this slowly.
1: It's like the the it. Arnold Palmer, but it's two types of tea instead of adding that little little lemonade in there.
2: <laughs> let's let's put it this way: the sweet is really sweet. And, <laughs> it is. and, Hey, I gotta add this though: the folks down here are incredibly, incredibly nice, and and so unlike California, where uh, you, you just stay in your own lane and you do what you do, and here uh, it's just amazing. I, my wife and I are current uh, so so blown away that. Uh, that the folks here are so welcoming to us.
1: The Southern hospitality is real?
2: It, it really is. It, 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 and so again, we, we show up at, at you know malls or Home Depot or what have you and, and folks are getting your cart. You know, they'll, they'll wait till you park, let you out. You know, there's just not this rush to, to smash you, uh, to beat you into the, inside the, the retail center.
0: That's nice. What inspired the move across the country?
2: Good question. Uh, My family, mostly. Um, Actually, this has got some gravel connection to it. So after Unbound of 2023, this year, we spent a little time here in Georgia and visited my mom and visited my brother. And now, just uh, last week, my eldest sister moved uh, right near us as well. Wow! Yeah, so getting the the band back together. Getting the band back together. That's exactly. (laughs) So I've got I've got two other sisters that are out there in the states, and uh, they they will not be joining us. But uh, but yeah, this is good. This is good. This is a uh, this is a a, again a beautiful beautiful part of the country, and um, I've got to experience some of this red gravel or red dirt, red dirt clay like all the country Mm -hmm. songs sing about and. And so I'm, uh, I'm really anxious to get out on my gravel bike and, uh, and see what this, this red dirt's all about.
0: Well, and I'm, I'm sure you've spent a lot of time all over the country, and I'm sure you're not a stranger to Georgia. What's been, you know, what's been your history in cycling, being able to just spend time at all these events all over the country?
2: Oh, great question. Uh, I grew up a cyclist in the early 80s, and I was primarily a road cyclist and uh, had some some dreams of uh, competing in the olympics uh, i did two olympic uh, road race um, olympic um, qualifiers if you will and i uh, didn't quite make the team and so i realized uh, in my cycling uh, uh, profession i wasn't gonna wasn't gonna make the uh, the tour anytime soon so I, I pretty much started, uh, uh, I was an entrepreneur in the, in the late 80s and came up with a, uh, a bicycle park called Flight Controls. And so this was an a apparatus you hook on the end of the triathlon bars and it allowed riders to shift their bicycles on the end of the, uh, the crazy Scott DH bars. If, if there's some old folks out there that know triathlon... So I started a business in the late '80s called Flight Controls, and again we had arm pads, rear water bottle holders, uh, the shifting unit, and away we went. And and I continued wow. to race bicycles. Yep, and got into uh, got into some mountain bike racing in the in the early late '80s, early '90s. Did the uh, Norba Cup and uh, raced my mountain bike, and uh, thought I was gonna maybe turn pro doing that, uh, made it to expert and then I ran out of talent. So, so
1: bar end shifters on yes. aero bars on triathlon bikes was yes. y- your invention. It is. Yeah. That's what incredible. in the world? Yeah. Yeah. That, that yeah. is
0: so cool. That's gotta <laughs> That's be the, one of your like two truths and a lie kind of thing. <laughs>
2: It seems like about a thousand years ago and, uh, and two lives ago. So do well, hold Um,
1: on. Do you still have like patent rights to that or how's uh, that work? No,
2: actually Scott USA, um, acquired the, the, the company and, and my, my sort of, uh, claim to fame is Greg Lamont actually, uh, won the tour de pont on it, I believe. And so.
1: That is so Greg, cool! Greg, wow. Yeah,
2: Greg LeMond was a big fan of it, and then uh, Mark Allen was my big uh, triathlete that I had running the running the product at the time. So, so yeah, we've done this bicycle uh, bicycle fun for a long, long time, and I and I thoroughly enjoy it. I still enjoy it. This is uh, absolutely the best sport on this planet.
0: That is so epic.
1: So then, okay. Well, since you've been in the cycling industry for so long, what are some like standout? And obviously, you're an innovator too. Uh, maybe we can focus it specifically on gravel. But what are what are some innovations in cycling, and then maybe specifically gravel that you're like, man, I wish I would have thought of that. That's perfect.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I mean, suspension forks, right? And so I, I kind of lived through that whole era of Rock Shock and when they came onto the scene. So our mountain bikes all of a sudden became uh, this this incredible bike that we could go so much faster with suspension. And then so I've lived through that whole genre, and then we've actually seen the suspension come onto gravel bikes. And so really it's full circle for me to, to again, once uh, once the suspension uh, has sort of been adapted for gravel, um, it's sort of, you either like it or you don't like it. Um, but, but that's, that's, I, I think, phenomenal. I mean, it, it saves our eyeballs from running around in our head and it, uh, yeah, allows us to, to go much faster on some of these tarmacs.
0: Well, you've obviously worked with some amazing companies and done some really cool projects, um, through your career. Would you say the project with the handlebars would be the one you're most proud of, or are there some others?
2: <laughs> that one, it's a good, great question. I, uh, We, you know, that was so early in my career when when we were much younger. Um, I I think what what I'm I'm most proud about is is the agency we started over 20 years ago, and that was Lyft Creative Studios, and and through that we've been able to uh, not only service uh, a ton of bicycle companies with special go-to-market needs, um, but we've also been able to reach out through Cycling Friends. And do um, work in the home improvement center, so we uh, we do a, a lot of point of sale merchandising for uh, a home improvement company that sells to Home Depot and Lowe's. So and they've been a, a client with us for uh, again over 20 years, and it's and it's phenomenal that again cycling is the connecting point of uh, a lot of our clients.
0: That's amazing.
1: So yeah, let's go through the history of Lyft Creative. Like what what brought you into wanting to start essentially an, an ad agency, right? It is. Yeah. Like yeah, if you break it, it down it. and tried to find a basic term, an ad agency. So 20 years ago, how did that all start?
2: It is. Thanks, Jason. Um, lift creative studios started after I was, I was, uh, working for Mavic, uh, back East. So I did, uh, I lived back East and in, in Massachusetts, uh, for about three and a half years. And I, I that was my dream job out of everything else about working for someone because I got to go to the Tour de France, got to go to yeah. Paris-Roubaix, got to go to uh, many of the, the, the classics that I absolutely love. And so we, we made it three and a half years. I absolutely got my rear end kicked on the cold and uh, pretty much uh, <laughs> just retired from, uh, from working at Mavic and uh, moved the whole band back to California. So that's where we went back to San Diego, um, started the agency then, and, uh, and we've worked for my, uh, myself and my wife um, for the next 20 years, and, and there's no turning back. I mean, we absolutely love having the freedom, and, uh, and, it's, and it's just great to be able to go out and, and, and pick and choose the clients that, that we want to work with best.
1: Who, who, how many people work for you now is it just you and your wife right uh, now or y- yeah
2: we use a lot of freelance talent and and so they come on board with us and we're able to to use an incredible network of, of folks out there that uh, that uh, that help us um, depending on the job and the bandwidth of, of the what the what the job needs and so we've got a, a sort of a, a small group of folks that we rely on um, Monthly, weekly, just depend again on the on the job and how it comes to us.
0: I'm sure you've interacted um, with the cycling industry in general in so many different ways. What's something you didn't expect to learn before working in the industry?
2: Wow, what didn't I learn
1: in the cycling industry? what What didn't you expect to learn? Yeah.,
2: Ooh, boy, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I've seen it all. I mean from from the bike side. <laughs> I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I worked. I had a small stint in retail before uh, before all these other uh, jobs that we've done, and uh, and so again dealing with consumers straight on. I you know I, again I I I think we've experienced everything. We've seen the evolution of all these sports come and go. Um, we've seen road rise and fall. We've seen mountain bike rise and fall, and now gravel. I mean we're living this this time now with gravel. That's that's so exciting i mean again innovative times again bringing new technology on board and and showing the consumer showing us showing all of us that uh we can get excited about these two will two will projects
1: so in that in that journey of seeing you know road road g- go through uh through its ups and downs mountain go through its ups and downs and you know gravel we're starting to see that too of it, its ebbs and flows um but what do you think spurred the, the, the massive growth of, of gravel so quickly and especially the last few years, but the last 20 essentially where, where gravel's been um, really growing, What's, what do you think the secret sauce to gravel has been? Yeah I, I, again, cars
2: cars <clears throat> and just the, the cyclical nature of, of sport. Um, But I I saw this wave building of gravel where where we we entered, we, we saw the growth before the pandemic, but during the pandemic, we saw just lots and lots of folks getting off triathlon bikes, getting off road bikes, because the car situation just seemed to magnify itself, where people just found freedom of getting off the road. And so I, I felt like as we entered the time of dark of pandemic time, we, uh, Pure Gravel, um, found tremendous growth in communication through all these folks wanting to know so much about this new sport and, and knowing about, you know, this gravel thing. What do I do? How do I run tubeless? How do I... I, I put air in. how do I do all these? They had all these questions, which was super exciting. And we personally grew into that space as well. and and that was that was super fun. I, I felt like a kid again, you know, sort of experiencing a brand new sport. and uh, and so, yeah, I think that that kind of answers that question. Where did the growth of 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 gravel that I felt like happened? And that's that's kind of what I felt like. the pandemic albeit a horrible thing in life. Uh, for us, we all experienced tremendous growth in this, this new sport.
1: So you've mentioned uh, you've worked with some really amazing companies through the ad agency. Um, what are some of the the companies that you've supported over the years? And then are there some projects that you've done that really stick out in your mind that you're really proud of over the years?
2: Yeah, thanks Jason. Um, one of the big things that, that we've been able to develop and, and help a lot of consumers with is, is showing, displaying their bicycles at events. Um, we developed about four years ago some flat pack wood type displays. And so these displays literally use no tools. And so you can, you, it's just compression fit, and, and we were able to develop these and sell them to our clients. And so we, we, we call it the black coffin. And so I'll, you see it at a lot of expos you go to, it's a big black box. And so people put the bikes on there, feature the bikes, they look beautiful, but there's bad things about them because they're super heavy and they take up a lot of room. So we developed this flat pack furniture and uh and the displays we've sold them to several companies and you'll see them at expos and we'll brand them with their name on it and they're just it's a fun project for us we we love it because it's sort of like putting tinker toys together it's just a it's a nice way to uh to again feature these these beautiful products that our clients have and so i would say flat pack flat pack uh, displays have been a a super fun ride and a super fun project that we've been able to bring to market.
1: That's such an interesting thing because my my previous job uh, before this, I I went to a a lot of trade shows. So you see trade show booths that are wildly different uh, from advanced to not advanced. And as someone who's also my job when I would go to those trade show booths is setting up the booth, which Uh, usually the nicer something looked the more complicated it is to set up and the longer it takes so that's really cool that you have this thing especially with no tools that that's uh next time we're at uh the at a expo together i want you to point one out for me that sounds really cool
2: yeah i will i will be glad to show you those they uh Again, we've, we've uh, built displays not only for bicycles, but for accessories. So we do, we built some displays for IRC and uh, we've, we built their um, tire displays. And so it, we've made it consumer interactive too, so that they can come up, pull a tire out of the rack. There's nothing connecting it. So it's free for the consumer to lift and take away. Um, we've developed some shelving racks for Cela Italia um, you know, just the list goes on. Giant uh, has used our system forever. Uh, Felt Bicycles has used our system forever. Pinarello has used them as well. So um, several bike manufacturers, again, um, having that touch point for the consumer where, again, lifting an object, um, feeling it, because we, we all want to sort of spin the, feel the butter in the bearings, you know, I mean, it's one of those yeah, that- magical magical points where wheels are are always that right you want to spin the hub it doesn't do anything technically but you want to you want yeah. to feel the little butter that's yeah that's
1: the whole point of an expo right like the mm-hmm. whole point of going to an expo is hands-on that's or right. the conversation part of it like we could all look at photos of a product online a, a million times or watch a video right. But there is something about that of, of touching a tire or squeezing the brakes, even though it's yeah. the exact same Shimano or SRAM brakes on the other bike you just used. But like just that's having right. it in your hand and seeing that bike, it's uh, it is really special. So that's cool that you've invented all these ways to just display products for your clients. Yeah, that um, that
2: that that again, that touch point between you and the and the manufacturer's rep, right? How do we how do we bring down that wall to make it, you know, because we're 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 loving this stuff, like you said. I mean, it's this, you know, I want to grip it, I want to touch it, I want to do all these things. So yeah, yeah, just kind of lower the barrier of entry.
1: What um, are there any outside of like display? trade show things, are there, cause you also do amazing like video work and stuff that you've hired out. Is there, is there a creative on that side of like a, or a campaign type thing that you've worked on that you're, you're really proud of?
2: Absolutely. This, this is where I, I guess I'll mention pure gravel, um, pure gravel, uh, we, we developed that in, in 2018. And so as the sport of gravel was coming up, Uh, we want to learn more about the sport of gravel and so we want to learn about these these incredible people that entered the sport especially the professional world tour cyclists right that were coming into the sport and and so I wanted to meet them and I knew people in the sport wanted to meet them and and this was incredible because you could actually start the the race with them but you didn't have much time to actually talk to them because they were much faster than all of us so (laughs) so by by bringing these people together and before the event and sitting them down for 10 minutes and and sort of meet these these incredible uh individuals and and so we thought man I, i i you know i'm passionate about this i'm sure a few other folks may want to see something like this and so that's where we, uh, we, we went to a bunch of the Belgian waffle rides, we went to the lifetime events, we went to you know, the Bobby, Bobby Fest and, and met some folks out there as well. And, uh, and yeah, it just again, uh, we're, we're geeky fans of this, this sport of gravel ourselves.
0: And and something I appreciate about what Pure Gravel does is you really create that connection between the professional cyclists and fans. Come on they back. You kind of give a Come deeper insight into not only the race and what Come they're about to do in the race, fr- but like the preparation that goes on beforehand. And, you know, you'll take Stetna to the gas station and he'll show you, show everyone like what he gets for snacks or you set up (laughs) at the brewery at Mid-South or, you know, drive cyclists around on a trailer around Emporia. Uh, What have been some of your most memorable experiences interviewing athletes around the country at these races?
2: I I think it was the hay trailer that uh, we did at Unbound. I mean, that was... (laughs) That was such a fun idea. And, and we actually drove it down Main Street of Emporia. Um, and, and, and we went out to the, to the gravel of Emporia. Because for us going to Kansas, I mean, this was a site that we really hadn't seen before. And so we, we want to share that with folks and show them what the, what the Back 40 of Kansas it really is. And, and so I remember an interview we were doing with uh, uh, vegan cyclists. And, and we were driving down the gravel roads and this farmer is like walking after us and, and we're thinking, oh boy, you know, this guy's gonna give us an earful. And, and so we finally stopped the truck pulling the trailer and this farmer comes up to us and he says, hey y'all, I just wanted to ask, you know, is the race coming down this road? And it wasn't, it was just this, this whole gag where it was just a beautiful road and he was gonna run some cattle down there the following day. And, uh, and he was just checking with us, just you know, just checking in and making sure we're okay. And and again, I mean, we were so prepared for this guy to just rip us a new one and, uh, no, lots of fun, lots of fun. And, and all those videos are still on our YouTube channel. Um, that's at pure gravel and they're, they're, they're fun to watch. And, and again, to meet these personalities.
1: I remember, I think it was the first time I'd met you. Maybe we met at an unbound or something before, but it was uh, at the brewery at Mm -hmm. Mid-South and you were, you were getting set up and didn't have any plans. And uh, Sophie and I were in there and um, I had my gravel world shirt on and you're like, Hey, you're, you're one of the guys from gravel worlds. Right. And I was like, yeah, and he's like, "Come on back. We're going to interview you." And I was like, "Okay, sounds good." And it was like it was the coolest yeah. thing. Like, so much fun. It was so much fun. Like, you were so kind. Um you helped us get uh, word out of our 1000 Women of Gravel mm-hmm. uh, that that year um that I mean, you helped share share that story with us. Um and that was just really cool. So from the moment I met you, you were just have been so kind uh and it, just for your guests, I can like it, you were almost actually that night was where the podcast started to, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the same night. Like we literally right after that interview, we went and sat down with, uh, mm. Amanda Panda Nauman, mm. uh, and talked about podcasts who's she's another, actually she was interviewed right after me, uh, that night, which this is crazy that this is all coming back. But, um, mm it it was almost an inspiration of like that's how i want our guests to feel like that i want them to be excited on on this podcast and feel comfortable very uh, personable yeah and and genuinely excited that like the host is excited that the guest is there and so that was that was really special steve and i hope uh, um it's that's it's great. a Thank honestly one of my top memories that i like mm-hmm. recall uh from my time already in gravel so um yeah, yeah that, that was really cool you you do really fun interviews um and then that same year I want to say you you actually came to Worlds. yep yeah. um uh, and yeah. you, we uh, we hired you to do our our men's coverage that year mm. and you and uh oh, who was Jim right
2: yep Jim Miller Jim
1: Miller were yeah. uh riding in the lead vehicle with with our yep. driver Matt Gersib who's on our team mm. Uh, and you guys crushed the, uh, the, the, the race coverage that year. Uh, and that was the infamous tandem year as well, that the tandems took over from the Netherlands. So, uh, if you could, what was your, what was your time here in Lincoln? Like,
2: Hey, I, I, I gotta say Matt was, was the highlight of our day. He was, (laughs) he's, he's incredible. Uh, Matt made that our day super special uh, knowing the route and and knowing the inside track on that but uh, But yeah, no gravel worlds was was special to us because we we'd heard so much about your event for years and years and uh, for us to get a taste of Nebraska and the, And the, the folks there. I mean incredible people that we we got to meet but uh, but again, I, I I would say for us we would love to come back and and do our, do our shtick, if you will. Uh, because we doing the race coverage was phenomenal, but we would love to do some interviews and, and set up some more, uh, more chance to meet some, some incredible folks and, uh, and do it again. Yeah. I I thought you guys put on a, a really spectacular event.
1: Well, whatever whatever you need for me uh, <laughs> to make that happen, you I'll give you the biggest booth space you possibly want to to That's do something rad. So I, I
0: know an idea that Steve and I had thrown around last time they were here was doing it on the group therapy oh, bikes. Oh, dude! The little like the six seater bikes.
1: Yep. Oh do, yeah. Do a lap. Yep. yep. <laughs> I and okay.
2: I I got to get to the football stadium. I was promised we could go uh, look inside that uh, beautiful college stadium that you guys have and that yep. was uh we we went around the outside and i was being teased all uh, all weekend there but no, uh, did yeah. you miss
1: the self-guided tour i did, I did. Oh, oh did man. it it locked it locked because I, I think it locks at like 5 30 or something yeah. yeah crazy yeah so did I, you know I, I was actually in the marching band at nebraska yep
2: you told me that story <laughs> and i and spent I, a lot uh, of time
1: in that stadium uh, I think that's not much cool. recently because the football team has not been good, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it is what it is. So, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it was it was really cool uh, to have you here in Lincoln and get to know get to know you guys more and um, Jim as well, who helps you out from yeah. time to time, is a, a pure class in in the industry. So I hope yeah. sure. I doubt Jim's listen, Jim Miller's listening to this, but he's a he's a class act as well. I'm um,
2: sure Jim will give this a listen.
1: All right. It, okay. Absolutely. Okay. Is there is, is there anything like in uh, the pure gravel world that you want to make sure like we can ask about?
2: Um, no, we 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 continue on with pure gravel and pure gravel is uh, it runs an e-commerce store and why I mention this is because we've hand selected all the gear that we feel that somebody coming into the sport new uh, needs to be sort of um, uh, welcomed to or introduced to. And so on there, we have a few videos of how to, how to install a tubeless tire. Um, as awesome. simple as that sounds today, it's still a monumental thing when folks come into the sport and, and what to do if you puncture on the side, which you will puncture. And so we have some tools and a Dyna plug and how to fix that, uh, flat or, um, your what sealant does, uh, orange seal is a phenomenal product that uh that we believe in and we show you how that product works and so again just to just to help new new gravelers as they come into the sport and uh, and sort of take them along the steps and uh, yeah thanks so we for run a little e-com store
1: thanks for doing that because like i remember coming into the sport um 2016 maybe around that time and uh, at that time the big YouTube channel was Gravel Guru mm-hmm. and our good friend Leland Danes was on there and I, like as a new gravel cyclist they they did little segments like that of hey we're going to show mm-hmm. you how to fl- fix a, a flat or uh, here's what you should be doing for nutrition, here's like mm-hmm. tire pressure, all these little different things um, that now it seems like so obvious and ingrained mm-hmm. in my head of, of how to do it but l- I, it's good that you keep that almost humble mentality of like, no, we're sure. we're still helping these people, even though I've been doing this for thirty, 40 years. Um, like you're you're still thinking of those people that are at the beginning of their journey in gravel. and that's that's really cool that you're focused on that as well with pure gravel, which, Yes. Is almost the yeah. the pure spirit of gravel, you would say. <laughs>
2: yeah, and, and it's it's one of those things where the the consumer's afraid to ask the guy at the shop, right? I mean, it's just they're too intimidated to ask those questions, and so that's where I mean we're 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 embraced with all these videos, and and videos are so easy to learn anything these days. Go to YouTube, just put it in there, and you you can be a rocket science. So, uh, yeah, yeah, do it, watch them. Hey, Um, get educated.
1: Maybe we should start uh, like the uh, Travis and Jason Kelsey podcast. We should add a No Dumbs (laughs) Dome Questions segment. There we go. So people can message in. There's No Dumb Questions. We won't read your name. Sorry, my my brain
0: went blank when you said Travis Kelsey. Oh,
1: Taylor Swift. Oh my gosh, can't think. (laughs) (laughs) Can't. She... She is in like the top 0.3% of.
0: Top 0.01% of listeners.
1: That's so silly of Taylor Swift. Like, that's so yes. much Taylor Swift. <laughs> I can't even. <laughs>
0: that's it, so it, that's my That's my t- two truths. Are no you know worried why.
1: about losing that streak this year?
0: Nope. Not uh, at all. <laughs> I got it. I got it. <laughs>
1: So yeah, like message, message, or uh, leave a comment if we should do something like that, like a no dumb, no dumb questions segment, and we'll add that to the. And Taylor the Swift podcast. will
2: answer them.
1: Oh my oh. gosh, oh. Taylor, if you're listening, we'll send you a referral code. <laughs> like Gravel World's, Travel World's is gonna be a th- hundred thousand Swifties next year. Yeah, <laughs> That's right. Yeah, man. man. The other uh, thing that I wanted to make sure we talked about now that we've transitioned off to of pure gravel, um, you're also a founding board member of the Gravel Cycling Hall of Fame. Uh, which is, uh, I've I've had the opportunity to be invited on there, and now I, I guess technically I'm captain of the the Hall of Fame, which makes no sense to me. Still, pinch me. Uh, but uh, yeah, what was what was your antithesis when you were sitting down with Kristen Ligen, uh Toby, and and Leland of this idea of of a Hall of Fame for a relatively kind of young sport, but also not young sport. What was your whole? Yeah, no, I I,
2: I, I gotta say when Leland Danes gave me a call and, and brought that up and said, we'd like to invite you to be on the board. I, I was shocked. I was stoked. I was everything to know that I could be a, a, a part of this growing, uh, sport that we absolutely love. And so, yeah, I was, uh, I would again, over the moon to be a part of that early. And, and so our team was able to develop the logo that exists today. Um, we built the initial website. Uh, we presented that to the, to the board and they all gave green lights. And so, um, again, every step on this Gravel Hall of Fame has been um, just, just absolutely, you know, a dream, dream. Uh, uh, I don't want to call it a job but a dream opportunity for us to do this. And and it's growing very slowly, but it's, um, I, I think would you have been with you, Jason, on board has been uh, really, really helpful. And I feel the growth is, is going for this class of 2024. I, I think it'll be our best ever. I mean, 2023 was phenomenal. Um, it was but, a good year. Uh, yeah, I feel like 2024 is gonna be even better
1: by the time this podcast comes out, our nomination process will be closed. Uh, but it, if you have somebody that you <clears throat> think has made an impact on the sport, an undeniable impact, um, a lot of the people that have been on this podcast, I think are future hall of famers. Um, <clears throat> but if you just keep an eye out on the gravel cycling hall of fame, uh, Instagram and Facebook, and we, every November 1st, we open up nominations to the public and that, um, for for you founding board members i kind of came into this concept but it was really important for you to to be democratic and be uh, gravel is different in that it's always been about the people and so you wanted the people to be um the ones that are nominating and the ones that are are voting and um so like kind of what was the mentality around around that of open nominations and like having a a board of electors (laughs) That's a lot of work and also a lot of risk because anything can kind of happen, type of deal. So, yeah. what was the, um, what was the idea around that?
2: Yeah, I, I, again, I'll say that was Leland. Leland drove about eighty percent of the the sort of the the setup of the Gravel Hall of Fame, and and he had some vision of this early on that he presented to all of us board members. And, and I'll tell you, we, we have uh, just been every step behind Leland and, and supporting him in any way we can. And again, when we did the logo for it, uh, we presented several logos, but Leland and the, and the board were, were very clear on the direction of what they wanted that to look like. And, and so I, I got to give him you know, some, some applause for uh, to, to have that vision. And, and so really, I mean, he was a, a big driver of the whole thing.
1: That's
0: cool. I'm excited to see where the Gravel Cycling Hall of Fame goes and these next few classes to see uh, what those look like when they're fully formed. So it's going to be a good time.
1: It's Me too. It, it's fun on the back end for us board members because we can we don't publicly uh, release like the, the voting results, but we release, obviously, who gets in. And so we can kind of see who the future might be coming up because of who, who are getting votes that are right on the cusp of getting in. And it's really exciting of who's who's going to be in in the future years. And I know the fun thing with a oh go ahead. And
2: I, I just want to say the the ceremony. If if you folks get a chance, you gotta come to the ceremony on Wednesday before Unbound Gravel. And and the ceremony is is just in itself. It's it's a really really positive evening um, that that. You know, if you're you're interested at all about these folks that are being inducted, um, it's something that you should change your travel plans and and come into Emporia, Kansas, a day early, uh, yeah. and and come that evening. It's it, even it's, the, it's worth it.
1: The growth in the group ride because technically the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame group ride now is the first ride of of the the week, and so. Uh, You know, our first year of the Hall of Fame, I think we had maybe actually I I led it was really last minute uh, and it was also horrible weather. So I think like five people started with us and I was the only one that finished uh, because like the river crossings were washed out and it was just a train wreck of a day. But. I, I think it was supposed to end up i think it was supposed to be like a 20 mile ride and it for me it ended up being like 65 yeah and I was out of nutrition by the time I even saw you guys so luckily uh Rebecca rush had somebody with her that gave me like goose and hydration and all that stuff uh, That's funny. so but then this last year so yeah the first year basically ended up being me uh that rode the group ride with everybody riding in and then this last year i mean there was over a hundred people probably are close to it on the hall of fame group ride. The first ho- the group ride of unbound. Um, and it's just really cool. It's since it's the first group ride, it's also like, Hey, I'm seeing everybody, right? Like it's, yeah. it's exciting to see everybody that for the first time, but then you're also riding with the, the legends of the sport and you can go up and say hi to them or ride next to them. Like you can go do that. that's, really special that's one thing special about gravel in general but then that group ride at unbound on on wednesday uh and then we have the the ceremony that anybody can come in just free will donation but we also have a full meal if you want to buy meal tickets and then uh the after party is at the the bike shop across the street and we'll have we have drinks and uh glassware that you can take home and and everything so really really cool experience if you're going to be at unbound come in a day extra day early get there wednesday morning uh definitely should definitely should
0: do that i think it's just a really good way um to be reminded of where the sport started um and really be able to appreciate that because then a few days later you're seeing the thousands of people that are starting unbound and you're just a few days earlier reminded of where unbound came from and where the sport came from in general. So it is really a good way to kick it off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. And then we, we talked a lot. We've obviously talked a lot about gravel. Uh, so besides gravel worlds, obviously that's the (laughs) best, the best race in the world. Uh, but what, what are some of your favorite gravel races on the calendar? Um, and then maybe what's, like, a smaller race that you've experienced that you think is super underrated that you think people should go to?
2: Okay, favorite one is definitely, hands down, Unbound. Uh, Unbound Gravel is is phenomenal. And then we've got uh, Bobby South, Mid-South, sorry, but uh, <laughs> I like it. I'm, 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 I'm vo- uh, trying to get Bobby to change it to Bobby South, so... Uh, <laughs> and then after he he
1: approves of black market t-shirts so if you did a pure gravel bobby south i'm sure he would not be uh upset if you made a rad t-shirt
2: i love it i love it so between (laughs) between those two events and gravel worlds uh those are those are absolutely incredible and then i guess the the one that that gets me every year is rock cobbler and that's the one out west in in a town called Bakersfield, California, which is, in February, it is dynamite. I mean, it's like the heavens open up, everything is so green, it looks like you're riding in Ireland. And, and this guy, Sam Ames, who puts this thing on, comes up with the wackiest things to do in this gravel race. And so well, this is the race you've probably seen where the bull attacked the riders. Yep. And and we ride through houses. We ride through, uh, you, you name it, a, a ball pit. Um, you know, there's water crossings full of balls yep. in that one as well. We've ridden on a go-kart track, a BMX track. Um, it just Sam uh, Sam Foam, Sam's didn't they have incredible. a foam,
1: like a bubble foam thing, one they, cannon that you had to ride did.
2: through or something? They did, and they... Uh, <laughs> Um, it, it, his hike-a-bikes are absolutely insane you 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 need like rock climbing gear to get up them and so it's uh it's 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 pretty fun and and it's in february so it's not quite the race season yet so a lot of people attend this thing and, and sort of prepare for that uh that year coming up and and folks are, are just absolutely absolutely finishing big smiles on their face and so uh, out west and in early season, that is that is definitely a, a, a great event to attend.
0: How cool!
1: I love
2: it. Yeah.
1: Well, I think uh, that's all we have as uh, for questions. But uh, before we go, genuinely, Steve, I, you're one of the people in the industry. It's an honor to know. Uh, you're always so kind and encouraging. Uh, even when you, I know you're stressed out of your mind uh, during Unbound Week and all the things you have to do, you're you're still kind to people um, and myself, um, and just so encouraging to people. Uh, just how you you lead your business and you talk with people. So, uh, thank you for your friendship uh, more than anything. And it was awesome to get to know a little bit more about you. I didn't know you were a, a world famous innovator. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> change it, making oh. waves.
2: <laughs> absolutely no i i uh yeah i i appreciate you guys and and through this sport of gravel i've gotten to meet you both and uh consider you both uh, great friends and uh and i can't wait until we get to do it all again in in 2024
0: no kidding the season's gonna be here before we know it
1: but before it's we rude. go you yes. you know Sophie always has one last question yes. for you
0: so steve through all your experiences through all the people that you've met what does the gravel f- family mean to you now?
2: Wow, um, you know, out of all these sports, I'll make it quick, it's, it's not road, it's not mountain, it's, it's this sport of friendly gravel. And I, and I think, I, just what I said on earlier, I mean, you guys are considered friends and, and we all ride just leisurely and, and have beautiful conversations together. And, and so I think it's, it's, it's friendship. And, uh, and, and the competitiveness is, is, is there as well. But, but I think just, uh, the socialization and, and the friends that you meet in the sport.
0: What a good answer.
1: All right. Well, you have a great rest of your Saturday, Steve. We appreciate your, your time, uh, being on here on the podcast. And obviously we cannot wait until Uh our paths cross again. I'm Sophia. I'm Jason. I'm Steve Driscoll.
0: And this has been another episode of the Gravel Family Podcast. We will see you next time. Gravel Family Podcast is a Pirate Cycling League production.
1: Gravel Worlds and Pirate Cycling League are owned and operated by Gravel Adventures LLC, Lincoln, Nebraska.
0: For more information on Gravel Family Podcast, visit www.gravelfamily.bike. For information on Gravel Worlds or Pirate Cycling League, go to www.gravel-worlds.com.